Welcome to episode 562 of the show. Today is going to be one of those multiple part series because I don't want to spend another 30 minutes making one podcast episode because I appreciate your time and attention. For those of you who've been with me um, either for a very long time or from the get and I don't want to be, um, I don't want to misuse your time. So with that out of the way, let's get straight into the topic for today. Today's uh, episode is going to be a multi-parter, like I said, and it's a question that I received at a business incubation session. So just in case you are wondering, if you've been listening for a while, yes, we are still on the uh, questions from the Q&As that we got during the Evolve Africa business sessions. So this is a continuation of some of those questions. Now, uh, for those of you who've been following, you might wonder, how can we have done so many episodes from just that one business session. And um, you recall that I have said in the past that uh, for me, the Q&A is uh, the best part of these um, sessions because of the kind of questions that we get to tackle the principles for uh, sales and selling and marketing that we can bring out and tie back to the overall uh, theme of the day. And um, you can see that there's no... um, there's no limit to the kinds of uh, questions that people um, come up with because we always have a different audience, um, different backgrounds, different contexts, uh, different challenges. So today's question, how do I generate leads without spending much? Um, in my usual fashion, there's some assumptions that underpine this um, question that I'm going to deal with in a future episode. And that's the part about without spending much. But before we get into um, whether that's a possibility, we have to tackle the number one question, uh, the number one assumption, which is what is a lead? Because not everyone knows what a lead is, or not everyone has a correct idea of what a lead is. Now, you remember that in this podcast, we don't use technically correct definitions all the time. Rather, I'm using working definitions because I want you to have a fair idea of what these terms are, um, what they mean, and how they can be applied. So... Whenever I define anything in this episode, like lead or any other term that comes up, expect that if you go search on YouTube or your business books, you're going to find a much more uh, fuller and technically robust definition. But right now, we're just using a working definition because I want you to have um, a simple grasp um, of the concept. So that's my goal over here. So for fuller definitions of anything that has been defined in this podcast episode or podcast episodes in the past, um, refer to um, other sources, business sources, and get much more technically robust definitions. So for the purposes of this podcast and for the day-to-day of running your business, every time you hear the word lead, just take that to mean someone that you can talk to who might possibly be interested in your product or your service. So, if there's anyone who does something to show their hand, either online or offline, that they might be interested in your product or your service, then that person is a lead. And um, this is how it works when I say shows their hand. There are lots of things that we do to promote our businesses, whether it's creating podcasts, going to trade shows, attending networking sessions, Uh, putting advertisements on Instagram, uh, putting advertisements on uh, Naira Land, putting advertisements on Facebook um, or Google or in the Daily Trust newspaper um, or setting up shop in the market 
or setting up shop because you buy a, a fancy shop in the middle of Wusetu. Now, whatever it is that you do to promote your business, you will find that people either online or offline are going to take certain actions. So if you have the shop in the middle of Wusetu, real swanky um, business district, if someone walks into the store, the person has done something. Sorry, the person has done something to show their hand. So that means that the person might be interested in your product or your service. That person is a lead. If you put up an article on Naira Land, talking about something that is in your area of specialty, let's say you're my friend who has that podcast that is based on the African Free Trade Continental Treaty. So you put up something real nice and fancy on Naira Land, and somebody clicks on that. Uh, you know, sends you an email because they have a couple of questions, that person might be a lead. Now, the reason why I'm using might is because um, the motives of the person who is reaching out, we do not know those motives yet. The person might be walking into that store in Wusetu just because the person is late, sorry, the person is early for a meeting, the person has absolutely nothing else to do, and the person thinks that the Ankara that you have in your shop looks nice. So he or she is just taking a stroll through your store. Maybe they don't want to buy anything. And on the other hand, the person who clicks on your link and sends you a question, if you're the person who wrote the article on the Free Trade, free trade Continental Treaty, the African Treaty, um, the person might be doing that because the person is a student in Anambra State University and their professor asked them to write a paper. So it's not necessary, it's not necessary that this is something that's going to lead to paid consulting um, gigs. But the bottom line is, whenever anybody does something that shows their hand, either online or offline, digital or real world, we treat that person as a lead. And there's a process of sorting through leads. Because remember, we do not know what their motivations are. The person might be curious, the person might be wasting time, the person might be a waka pass, or the person might have and have a burning need, a problem that needs to be solved right now. We are the ones who have to take the responsibility of sorting through all these leads because we are the professionals and it's unrealistic to expect that everybody who comes to us is an actualized buyer, that they know exactly what it is that they want and that they know how they're going to move the sale forward. Now, there are some people who are like that, <clears throat> so that let's say, for instance, you are in the business of digging, um, what are they called? Boreholes, providing um, water. It's possible that somebody might call you up from your Instagram handle and say, Hi, I've seen your post. I know that you guys dig boreholes. I want a borehole to be dug in my father's compound in Anambra. I want it to be no more than 150 feet. Uh, you're going to d drill t uh, through topsoil of this component, laterite of this, mid-ground of this, so you possibly need a drill of so, 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 and so. My budget for this project is nothing more than 1.5M, but I will settle your transportation costs, and I also have a hotel available for your crew, and I know that this thing is not going to take more than uh, seven days. So with all these details that are provided uh, for now, how much is this going to cost? And it's possible that you might receive that kind of phone call because this person has a need. 
person apparently has done a bit of research. Maybe it's possible because this person has been involved in this kind of business before, or maybe the person has a technical background to be able to know exactly what it is that goes into this kind of work. And so, yes, you do get this kind of calls because this person is ready to go, perfectly motivated. They know the extent of the problem. They've given you a date. Um, yours is just uh, yes or no, and here are my account details. So that does happen. But you'll find that for most people, when someone reaches out like that, you're probably going to have to ask a number of questions. Oh, okay, you said Anambra. Uh, where in Anambra? Uh, which village? Uh, are you guys close to a river uh, or to not? Did you guys have a well there before? What happened? Um, did the well fail? What exactly did you do you need it for? For uh, irrigation? Or is it for regular household use? Um, who is the owner of the land? Um, uh, can we put... Uh, can we drive... Um, trucking materials uh, through this, uh, are you guys close to a filling station, uh, how do we get power, electricity, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, I'm not in the well digging business, so I don't know what the relevant questions are, but it's possible that there's someone else um, who calls and they're not, they don't have um, all the relevant details, and so you're going to have to put in the work and you're going to have to ask um, all these questions before you take things to the next level. Uh, but bottom line is, no matter what business you're involved in, whether you dig wells, whether you sell Ankara or whether you are a lawyer who specializes in certain kinds of um, uh, export and international business, we have to come up with a process for working through leads. And we're going to do that by having conversations. And just like with the well drilling example, we're trying to identify who is this person and what needs do they have and what is the nature of the problem. Because as a lawyer, it's not everybody who reaches out um, to you that uh, you just go um, straight ahead to court or you go straight ahead to writing the paper or whatever it is. You need to know the person, what the needs are. You need to know the scope of the problem and that's what determines what it is that you're going to do. That is what. Uh, that is why you're going to know that even though the person reached out to you from your piece that you wrote on Naira Land or maybe that you published on LinkedIn or um, some other website, it's from there that you know that, okay, to solve this problem, we're going to need alternative dispute resolution or we need to write a couple of letters, or we need to prepare a brief to uh, the um, Export Promotion Council in Cameroon, or whatever. And then, of course, you're going to be able to charge accordingly, depending on what it is that needs to be done. So, we're trying to sort to these people. Who are they? What's the nature of the problem? What product or service that we offer um, applies to this? And so, this is part of the process that we go through whenever people... Um, hit us up when they do something to show their hands either online or offline so when they first hit us up they are a lead next we're going to treat them like a prospect and then we're going to have conversations with them where we're trying to figure out what exactly is it that they need it is only then that we can write up a proposal where we okay well the proposal doesn't even have to be written because i like to give proposal uh, proposals verbally and be sure that people understand the scope of it First, before I reduce things to writing in email or WhatsApp, you know, just as a summary confirmation uh, after they have paid the deposit so that we're on all fours. Now, where was I? Okay, yeah, so the proposal, whether verbal or written, of course, it has to be reduced to writing at some point of, of, uh, for clarity between both of you. Uh, the proposal is going to have the recommended course of action or the specific product that you guys are going to uh, do. After that, people are going to have some questions because there are one or two things that they don't understand or maybe there are some things that you assumed you guys were um, in agreement on but 
you're going to have to go and um, deal with that now. So some people call those objections. Uh, some people call that the rebuttal process. Some people call that re the review process. But whatever it is, we do get to a point where the person says, oh, yeah, I'm cool um, with this. Uh, I'm cool with this. And uh, so that's 15,000 naira. But does that 15K cover this, this, this and that? And, you know, that's the whole process. Or 15K, uh, I can't believe 15K, that's so expensive. Can you guys do 14.5? And so that's the whole process where we're dealing with objections, rebuttals and reviews. And then we're done with that. And then eventually we get them to a close. That's where they uh, take action. We get them to uh, commit. But that's not the end of the whole process. Because after that, for those of you who've been listening for a while, you remember the episodes that we did. And there were several episodes of that, so I'm not going to go into detail. We must have done at least four or five episodes on customer success and customer satisfaction. Uh, that is just about making sure that they are happy and that the product or service worked to solve their problem. And it's only after that that we now secure a testimonial um, or we get repeat business from them, uh, testimonial. Well, a Google review, in my own opinion, is the same thing, testimonial. The only difference is nowadays testimonials are given online. Somebody writes on your uh, website or they uh, drop you a note on your Google My Business or they send you a WhatsApp message. But in the old days, you'd have to get a testimonial which the person would sign and then you would put it in your testimonial book which you could use to um, show other people um, other prospects when you're other leads and prospects when you're going around trying to drum up more business but the goal uh, the process doesn't end until we have a testimonial a review some sort of endorsement or we have repeat business or we have a referral and that's exactly how it works when someone reaches out to us who a lead is and that's the reason why this question is important so you have to understand that this is the backdrop when someone says how do i generate leads without spending much this is the number one item in the backdrop who is a lead so I hope I've been able to convince you guys that lead is anyone who reaches out to you online or offline. They tip their hand, they show their hand, we treat that person as a lead. And I've also gone through a summary process of how we go about sorting all those leads. Remember that this has to be our own responsibility. We can't expect that the person is going to be perfectly motivated and all that they want is our account details so that they can just pay and then start the whole process. So we have to take responsibility for some of this. So now that we've explained what a lead is, and we've been able to go into the larger context of how things work. How do we sort through leads? How do we move them along the relationship and um, to the point of uh, winning over the business and then making sure that they are satisfied? In the next question, we're going to tackle the next set of assumptions, which um, seems to imply that it's possible for us to get leads without having to spend too much time and too much money. So in the next set of questions, in the next episode, we will address uh, the matter of cost, uh, time and money, whether they apply and to what amount. So thank you very much for hanging in there for episode 562. Thanks for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next recording. Welcome to episode 562 of the show. Today is going to be one of those multiple part series because I don't want to spend another 30 minutes making one podcast episode because I appreciate your time and attention for those of you who've been with me um, either for a very long time or from the get and I don't want to be, um, I don't want to misuse your time. So with that out of the way, let's get straight into the topic for today. Today's uh, episode is going to be a multi-parter, like I said, and it's a question that I received at a business incubation session. So just in case you are wondering, if you've been listening for a while, yes, we are still on the 
uh, questions from the Q&As that we got during the Evolve Africa business sessions. So this is a continuation of some of those questions. Now, uh, for those of you who've been following, you might wonder, how can we have done so many episodes from just that one business session? And um, you recall that I have said in the past that uh, for me, the Q&A is uh, the best part of these um, sessions because of the kind of questions that we get to tackle the principles for uh, sales and selling and marketing that we can bring out and tie back to the overall uh, theme of the day. And um, you can see that there's no um, there's no limit to the kinds of uh, questions that people um, come up with because we always have a different audience, um, different backgrounds, different contexts, uh, different challenges. So today's question, how do I generate leads without spending much? Um, in my usual fashion, there's some assumptions that underpin this um, question that I'm going to deal with in a future episode, and that's the part about without spending much. But before we get into um, whether that's a possibility, we have to tackle the number one question, uh, the number one assumption, which is what is a lead? Because not everyone knows what a lead is, or not everyone has a correct idea of what a lead is. Now, you remember that in this podcast, we don't use technically correct definitions all the time. Rather, I'm using working definitions because I want you to have a fair idea of what these terms are, um, what they mean, and how they can be applied. So, whenever I define anything in this episode, like lead, or any other term that comes up, expect that if you go search on YouTube or your business books, you're going to find a much more uh, fuller and technically robust definition. But right now, we're just using a working definition because I want you to have um, a simple grasp um, of the concept. So that's my goal over here. So for fuller definitions of anything that has been defined in this podcast episode or podcast episodes in the past, um, refer to um, other sources, business sources, and get much more technically robust definitions. So for the purposes of this podcast and for the day-to-day of running your business, every time you hear the word lead, just take that to mean someone that you can talk to who might possibly be interested in your product or your service. So if there's anyone who does something to show their hand, either online or offline, that they might be interested in your product or your service, then that person is a lead. And um, this is how it works when I say shows their hand. There are lots of things that we do to promote our businesses, whether it's creating podcasts, going to trade shows, attending networking sessions, uh, putting advertisements on Instagram, uh, putting advertisements on uh, Naira Land, putting advertisements on Facebook um, or Google or in the Daily Trust newspaper um, or setting up shop in the market or setting up shop because you buy a, a fancy shop in the middle of Wusetu. Now, whatever it is that you do to promote your business, you will find that people either online or offline are going to take certain actions. So if you have the shop in the middle of Wusetu, real swanky um, business district, if someone walks into the store, the person has does something. Sorry, the person has done something to show their hand. So that means that the person might be interested in your product or your service. That person is a lead. If you put up an article on Naira Land, talking about something that is in your area of specialty, 
let's say you're my friend who has that podcast that is based on the African Free Trade Continental Treaty. So you put up something real nice and fancy on Naira land and somebody clicks on that, uh, you know, sends you an email because they have a couple of questions, that person might be a lead. Now, the reason why I'm using might is because um, the motives of the person who is reaching out, we do not know those motives yet. The person might be walking into that store in Wusetu just because the person is late, sorry, the person is early for a meeting, the person has absolutely nothing else to do, and the person thinks that the Ankara that you have in your shop looks nice. So he or she is just taking a stroll through your store. Maybe they don't want to buy anything. And on the other hand, the person who clicks on your link and sends you a question, if you're the person who wrote the article on the Free Trade, free trade Continental Treaty, the African Treaty, um, the person might be doing that because the person is a student in Anambra State University and their professor asked them to write a paper. So it's not necessary, it's not necessary that this is something that's going to lead to paid consulting um, gigs. But the bottom line is, whenever anybody does something that shows their hand, either online or offline, digital or real world, we treat that person as a lead. And there's a process of sorting through leads. Because remember, we do not know what their motivations are. The person might be curious, the person might be wasting time, the person might be a waka pass, or the person might have and have a burning need, a problem that needs to be solved right now. We are the ones who have to take the responsibility of sorting through all these leads because we are the professionals and it's unrealistic to expect that everybody who comes to us is an actualized buyer, that they know exactly what it is that they want and that they know how they're going to move the sale forward. Now, there are some people who are like that. <clears throat> so that let's say, for instance, you are in the business of digging, um, what are they called? Boreholes, providing um, water. It's possible that somebody might call you up from your Instagram handle and say, Hi, I've seen your post. I know that you guys dig boreholes. I want a borehole to be dug in my father's compound in Anambra. I want it to be no more than 150 feet. Uh, you're going to drill uh, through topsoil of this component, laterite of this, mid-ground of this, so you possibly need a drill of so, 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 and so. My budget for this project is nothing more than 1.5 M, but I will settle your transportation costs, and I also have a hotel available for your crew, and I know that this thing is not going to take more than uh, seven days. So with all these details that are provided uh, for now, how much is this going to cost? And it's possible that you might receive that kind of phone call because this person has a need, person apparently has done a bit of research. Maybe it's possible because this person has been involved in this kind of business before, or maybe the person has a technical background to be able to know exactly what it is that goes into this kind of work. And so, yes, you do get this kind of calls because this person is ready to go, perfectly motivated. They know the extent of the problem. They've given you a date. Um, yours is just uh, yes or no, and here are my account details. So that does happen. But you'll find that for most people, when someone reaches out like that, you're probably going to have to ask a number of questions. Oh, okay, you said Anambra. Uh, where in Anambra? Uh, which village? Uh, are you guys close to a river uh, or to not? 
did you guys have a well there before what happened um did the well fail what exactly did you do you need it for for uh irrigation was it for regular household use um who is the owner of the land um uh can we put uh can we drive um trucking materials uh through this uh, are you guys close to the filling station uh, how do we get power electricity blah 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 blah. anyway i'm not in the well digging business so i don't know what the relevant questions are but it's possible that there's someone else um who calls and they're not they don't have um, all the relevant details and so you're going to have to put in the work and you're going to have to ask um, all these questions before you take things to the next level uh, but bottom line is no matter what business you're involved in whether you dig wells whether you sell Ankara or whether you are a lawyer who specializes in certain kinds of um, uh, export and international business, we have to come up with a process for working through leads. And we're going to do that by having conversations. And just like with the well drilling example, we're trying to identify who is this person and what needs do they have and what is the nature of the problem. Because as a lawyer, it's not everybody who reaches out um, to you that uh, you just go um, straight ahead to court or you go straight ahead to writing the paper or whatever it is. You need to know the person, what the needs are. You need to know the scope of the problem and that's what determines what it is that you're going to do. That is what. Uh, that is why you're going to know that even though the person reached out to you from your piece that you wrote on Naira Land or maybe that you published on LinkedIn or um, some other website, it's from there that you know that, okay, to solve this problem, we're going to need alternative dispute resolution or we need to write a couple of letters, or we need to prepare a brief to uh, the um, Export Promotion Council in Cameroon, or whatever. And then, of course, you're going to be able to charge accordingly, depending on what it is that needs to be done. So we're trying to sort to these people. Who are they? What's the nature of the problem? What product or service that we offer um, applies to this? And so this is part of the process that we go through whenever people... Um, hit us up when they do something to show their hands either online or offline so when they first hit us up they are a lead next we're going to treat them like a prospect and then we're going to have conversations with them where we're trying to figure out what exactly is it that they need it is only then that we can write up a proposal where we okay well the proposal doesn't even have to be written because i like to give proposal uh, proposals verbally and be sure that people understand the scope of it first before i reduce things to writing in email or whatsapp you know just as a summary confirmation uh, after they have paid the deposit so that we're on all fours now where was i okay yeah so the proposal whether verbal or written of course it has to be reduced to writing at some point of, of uh, for clarity between both of you uh, the proposal is going to have the recommended course of action or the specific product that you guys are going to uh, do after that, people are going to have some questions because there are one or two things that they don't understand or maybe there are some things that you assumed you guys were um, in agreement on, but uh, you're going to have to go and um, deal with that now. So some people call those objections. Uh, some people call that the rebuttal process. Some people call that re the review process. But whatever it is, we do get to a point where the person says, oh, yeah, I'm cool um with this uh i'm cool with this and uh so that's fifteen thousand naira. but does that 15k cover this 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 and that and you know that's the whole process or 15k ah, i can't believe 15k that's so expensive can you guys do 14.5 and so that's the whole process where we're dealing with objections rebuttals and reviews and then we're done with that and then eventually we get them to a close that's where they uh, take action we get them to uh, commit
but that's not the end of the whole process because after that for those of you who've been listening for a while you remember the episodes that we did and there were several episodes at that so i'm not going to go into detail we must have done at least four or five episodes on customer success and customer satisfaction uh, that is just about making sure that they are happy and that the product or service worked to solve their problem and it's only after that that we now secure a testimonial um, or we get repeat business from them uh, testimonial well a google review in my own opinion is the same thing testimonial the only difference is nowadays testimonials are given online somebody writes on your uh, website or they uh, drop you a note on your google my business or they send you a whatsapp message but in the old days you'd have to get a testimonial which the person would sign and then you would put it in your testimonial book which you could use to um, show other people um, other prospects when you're other leads and prospects when you're going around trying to drum up more business but the goal uh, the process doesn't end until we have a testimonial a review some sort of endorsement or we have repeat business or we have a referral and that's exactly how it works when someone reaches out to us who a lead is and that's the reason why this question is important so you have to understand that this is the backdrop when someone says how do i generate leads without spending much this is the number one item in the backdrop who is a lead so i hope i've been able to convince you guys that lead is anyone who reaches out to you online or offline they tip their hand they show their hand we treat that person as a lead and i've also gone through a summary process of how we go about sorting all those leads remember that this has to be our own responsibility we can't expect that the person is going to be perfectly motivated and all that they want is our account details so that they can just pay and then start the whole process so we have to take responsibility for some of this so now that we've explained what a lead is and we've been able to go into the larger context of how things work how do we sort through leads how do we move them along the relationship and um, to the point of uh, winning over the business and then making sure that they are satisfied in the next question we're going to tackle the next set of assumptions which um, seems to imply that it's possible for us to get leads without having to spend too much time and too much money so in the next set of questions in the next episode we will address uh, the matter of cost uh, time and money whether they apply and to what amount so thank you very much for hanging in there for episode 562 thanks for your time and attention i'll catch you guys at the next recording